everybody, and welcome to the Talking CX podcast. We are so happy to be here today with a continuation of our series, One Small Thing That a Small Business Owner Can Do to Really Make Their Customer Experience Shine. And we have a special guest today who's going to be talking about something that doesn't normally get addressed, and I can't wait to introduce her. And we have Graham Clark. Hi, Graham. Hi, Robin. It's great to be here. Oh, by the way, I, and you, you kind of alluded to it, I tagline this series, not just one small thing, but kind of the not a lot of people think about that series, just like our Simply Noted folks in the recent podcast. I think we have another fantastic example today, which is just one of those really impactful experience things that, that most people have probably forgotten about over the last few years, but makes a huge difference. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is definitely one of those things that a small business owner, it's probably the last thing that they want to think about. And so I am really happy to have someone here who has a lot of experience with this exact thing. Allison, hi. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. Robin and Graham, thank you so much. I'm so so happy to be here. And I am so sad that I have forgotten how to pronounce your last name. Oh my gosh. I'm sad too because it's Smith. <laughs> it's Smith. <laughs> it is. It's Smith. <laughs> Although some people do ask me, is that Smith with an I or a Y? And I go, really? Yeah, it's Smith. <laughs> Allison Smith, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Would you like to uh, tell us about your background? Sure. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks for having me on the podcast. So, uh, yes, I'm Allison Smith. The name of my company is called theivrvoice.com. And basically, I am one of those disembodied voices that people hear when they call into a company and encounter an automated system. So I am the voice of PetSmart, Samsung, uh, Kennedy Space Center, NASA, lots of really great clients. Uh, but also, I do a lot of work with small businesses. So this is why I was extremely excited about being on the podcast, because I find that small businesses are really mindful about the impression that they create because they have to be. They're in an industry where they need to be visible. And, you know, it doesn't really matter what sector they're in. They need to stand out from the competition. And unfortunately, their telephone system and their telephone prompts, uh, let's just say they're kind of an overlooked aspect of their brand messaging. And it shouldn't be because the, the telephone system is still a really important aspect of a company's presence and identity, if that makes sense. It does. And it's one way that any business, whether it's large or small, can really personalize their message and, and tie it to their brand, whether it's, you know, super professional or quirky or, you know, sincere, friendly, whatever their brand is, that's an opportunity for them to add to, to tie that in, right? Absolutely. And, and what I'm hearing a lot of is places are going to AI, which we've also discussed a lot here, but, but that AI is really very impersonal. At least that's been my experience with it. Yeah. I mean, it can be, it's, it's evolved a lot and it's continuing to, to evolve, but really 
I think callers can sense when something is canned and kind of manufactured, and they really uh, resonate a lot with a very human touch and a very human sound. So um, yeah, AI will have its place, but I think probably it will never really replace recording done by an actual human. At least I hope that's the case because that's you know how I make my living. Well, I'm sure that you have a ton of stories about all the recordings you've done. Can you start us off with a story that illustrates just how important an IVR message can be, what kind of difference it can make? Absolutely. Um, you know, one comes to mind, it was a, an auto body shop here in Calgary, Alberta, where I'm based. And, you know, you're thinking auto body is a, a fairly dry area. People are calling in because they've had a mishap with their car. And, you know, it's, it's usually not a, a fantastic time when you're calling a shop to find out when you can get your car in for repairs. So this auto body shop played up on that idea that people are not having a great day. And literally what they had me say was, thank you for calling Hallmark Auto Body. We understand you're not having a fantastic day. It's okay. We can fix everything that's going wrong. And it was very reassuring. And it met that customer's mindset head on. Because nobody's in a great mood when they're calling something like an auto body shop or, you know, uh, maybe a taxation preparation company. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a lot that companies can do to stand out from the crowd and maybe do things a little bit differently. And as a caller, I would probably think, wow, okay, these people are actually on the ball. They understand my mindset, and it seems as though they're sympathetic and empathetic to my situation. Rather than just using the phone system as kind of a press one for this, press two for that, very utilitarian why not take that chance and put some personality into your phone system? Absolutely. So you've had a lot of experience with everything from big corporations down to small businesses. Um, what are the primary things that you would say to a small business owner that points to the real benefits of having their phone system professionally done rather than just like you, you alluded to earlier, having a staff member do it or, or AI or somebody like that. Yeah. So we, we kind of briefly touched on the idea that AI or text-to-speech might be an option. That's, you know, sometimes a less than perfect option. And then the other perception, which is really common, is that people get a phone system installed. They're extremely excited about getting it up and running. And literally the very last thing on their minds is, oh my gosh, we're going to need an opening greeting. We're going to need an after hours greeting. We should probably have a weather emergency greeting or if we're in a staff meeting, stuff like that. So there's many messaging opportunities that people just sort of think, okay, we need to get Doreen at the front desk just to voice this thing. And maybe we'll have it done professionally later. It's that kind of mindset that people probably wouldn't approach their website, for example. Most companies have a very, very impressive, well done, professionally done website because they understand that that's often the entrance to the company that the customer encounters, but so is the phone system. And here's another really important thing that I always try to make customers aware of. Think about the last time you called a company as opposed to going on their website 
to work out a solution. A lot of people just want to go to a website, find the answer to their question and solve their issue. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the last time you called the company, you probably went to the website, could not find an answer to your question, even on the FAQ page, and your problem is so specific or so problematic or sticky that you need to actually speak to an actual live person. So that changes the, the dynamic between the customer and the company. And if you designed your phone system with the thinking of this person calling in needs some extra TLC because their problem is very specific, that might change the whole wording of your phone system. And that might change the way that you design it and the actual stance that you take with the wording of the phone system. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. W would you say that that's kind of all around the uh, idea of being unique? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the uniqueness is something that people are maybe a little hesitant to embrace. Um, I think people want to go down the middle of the road and they want to uh, write choices that won't ruffle people's feathers. But, you know, I think I sent you some examples of maybe some companies that didn't play it safe and actually took the opportunity to design something that's a little distinctive and a bit more relatable to the caller. I think you did. So let's play one here. I think I have the perfect one. Here at the Minnesota Colonoscopy Screening Center, we understand that colon health is not at the top of your favorite topics. Please know that all of our intake operators are registered nurses who have seen and heard everything. Feel free to ask them anything about your upcoming colonoscopy. All questions are treated seriously and confidentially. We applaud you for taking steps to make sure you're in top-notch gastric health. A nurse will be with you in just a moment. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, what they did there was actually really very revolutionary because it's, um, especially in the healthcare field, you know, things are kind of serious. You know, if we're talking about colon health, it, it's, it's pretty serious. And yet they decided to just demystify it and make it into almost like a little less scary process. So I was just so thrilled to have voiced that for them. And I, I applauded them for, again, making like a little bit of an unusual choice. This, this approach is probably not going to appeal to everybody, um, but I see the humor in it. And I think maybe as a patient calling in, I would go, oh, okay, great. This is less scary. These people have been through everything. They've heard everything before. Um, I don't know. What was your reaction, Robin, when you heard it for the first time? Did it appeal to you or did it alienate you? No, it just made me laugh. I know. Yeah. It, it, it made me feel like these are approachable people, right? You yes. Because that's a pretty personal stuff. And, and I think maybe some people kind of have a tendency to feel embarrassed, right? Right. Exactly. Even though they know these are professional people. And so yeah. if you have um, something like that, and that's kind of sending the message that, hey, we've seen it all. We've discussed it all. Just relax. Yes. We've got this, right? Exactly. This. You know, you can, you can talk to us about anything. Right. And, you know, it's important for them to 
it's important for them to impart facts. It should still, you know, have the, the basic facts that people need. None of that should be cast aside. But I think it's possible to be factual, competent, professional, but actually introduce humor or some levity into a situation that's not normally all that funny. Um, I do another IVR for a huge chain of pediatric dentists and it'll be mothers calling in probably mostly and they need some reassurance that their child will be well cared for. So that stance that I took with that one was very, very reassuring and very warm and very comforting. So it really uh -huh. just sort of depends on the, the subject matter and the direction that they want to take it in. Yeah. So what part do you play in actually putting these scripts together? That's a great question. Um, so I would say maybe 10 years ago, not very much of a part, but now I find that a lot of my clients really want my input and they ask for a lot of suggestions at the beginning stages of writing the scripts as to, you know, what can we do with this that won't overwhelm people with too much information? Because again, that's a little bit of a danger uh, if you have too many facts coming at people all at once. So uh, yeah, a lot of my clients will ask me for input, suggestions, and possibly give examples of similar stuff that I've voiced that's been effective. So I, I really like that whole consultation aspect um, that my job has turned into. Yes, I'm primarily a voice talent, but I will advise from the ground up about their systems and ways to make them more efficient. Unfortunately, some of the things that I usually have to say to clients is don't design a menu with too many options, because again, that whole feeling of right. callers being overwhelmed Generally, five options at the very max is the most that most people can remember and retain. So uh, unfortunately, I do IVRs that have something like 12 or 13 options, which is way too many, way too many. So getting back to the point of what a small business owner is going to get as a benefit from doing the IVR as a professionally voiced kind of a thing, can you talk a little bit about what it takes to make everything hit that right level of professionalism? Absolutely. Um, so almost everybody who runs a small business wants to appear bigger. It, it's been... Uh, I think I can think of an example of a dry cleaning firm that only had like a few outlets. I think they were in Washington state that I voiced for maybe three, three or four different dry cleaning offices or, or outlets. And I did their IVR and they had me redo it because they thought it sounded too slick and too professional and too fancy, I think was their word. So their, their whole branding is we're a mom and pop organization we're a small intimate neighborhood dry cleaner and we don't want to appear to be too highfalutin that kind of mentality so that was almost the exception i would say that most small businesses are operated by one or two or three people and they want to appear to be maybe titans in their industry they want to appear to be bigger and there's nothing wrong with that so my job is to find out what they want to sound like. And most often, small guys want to sound like big guys. And you can achieve that, again, with a great looking website, but also with a phone system that dovetails with that website and sounds as legitimate as their website appears. 
I don't know if you've had the experience of phoning into a company and you've been impressed with their website and you phone in and it is literally, I don't want to, you know, uh, come down too hard on Doreen at the front desk, but it is Doreen going, thank you for calling, blah, 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 blah. And it does not match with their beautiful branding message that they've established. Yeah. So it's, it's stuff like that. It's a bit of a disconnect. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a, uh, one of the recordings you sent me here, I think is a good example of that. Hang on. Let me find that. Let's play that one. Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning are things you don't think about until they don't work. At Alberta HVAC, that's all we think about. We not only install, repair, and service most of the top heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems on the market. Our job is to educate our customers on proper maintenance and self-care to make sure your comfort is uninterrupted. Whether we're talking about staying toasty during an unforgiving Alberta winter or making sure you sleep comfortably through our short but intense summer nights, we make sure all systems are running smoothly. When an agent comes on the line, be sure to ask about our life-saving CO2 and radon gas testing services as well. Right, exactly. So that was part of a non-hold segment. So you have a little bit more room to be more more informative than, for example, an IVR, where you want to keep things succinct. But uh, you know, no offense to the HVAC industry, it's it can tend to be a little boring. And so I really like their approach by just sort of informing about you know it's not just about staying toasty. Uh, it's about being cool, and we can also save your life with the whole other features with the CO two things. So. I thought they did a great job of informing about things that customers may not have known about. Um, and, and their point is well taken. You don't really think about the functioning of your house until it doesn't. And then you're, you're in deep trouble. So yeah, and that you're right. It is straightforward and it is professional. And that would be almost like a default message. That would be kind of like a baseline professional and that's probably what most people ask me for, that type of delivery, that cheerful, professional thing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's great. It's not you know, too extreme. It's not the colonoscopy clinic, um, but it, it gets the job done. And that's probably what 80% of the stuff that I voice sounds like. It's that type of capable, professional, we'll take care of things. You did the right thing by calling in. That's the basic messaging. Right. Yeah. And the fact that they are willing to be informational and educational, I think that that's reassuring to people too. It kind of creates a, a sense of transparency. Yes. We, we touched on this a little bit, but let's dive a little deeper into how a small business owner can make sure that they stand out from the competition. What is the principle that they have to employ to make that happen? Yeah. Great question. So I think the first thing the companies need to do, and especially small businesses need to do, is to really take a look at their industry and where they stand in their industry. So do they do things a little bit differently? What makes them stand out from their competition? Really define what those things are. Also, without profiling, try to figure out exactly who their customer is and who might be calling in. It's really important to have that in mind and inform the writing of the prompts. 
you can't really do that effectively without knowing exactly who your customer base is. And further to that, who is most likely to be calling in at that time. Now that they've established where their company stands in the industry, perhaps if they want to do a little bit of uh, projecting and maybe a little bit of wishful thinking and thinking, okay, we're a small little IT company of three guys, but we do this differently and we have this over our competition. Maybe they want to sound as though they are doing uh, bigger things and that uh, this is what we plan on doing in the future. There's a lot of things you can do in the on hold system to say, we're here right now, but we project in a year, we're going to be overtaking the market doing this, that, and the other thing. So it's a great thing to sound bigger than you are. And that can be achieved by being really clear about where you stand in your industry and where you want to stand in your industry. Okay. And I'm going through the recordings here that you sent. So there's one here about cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the kind of business where that might come in handy, assuming right. that there's competition, right? Like maybe yeah. you're not the only cupcake business in town. Exactly. If you're going to indulge in a cupcake, make it the best in town. At Crave, we put our heart and soul into making the freshest, most decadent cupcakes money can buy. We start with the richest, most intense cake batter in multiple flavor choices. Then, we feature the most sinful, thickest, to die for buttercream icing in almost limitless flavors, designs, and color palettes. Special occasion coming up? We can do a custom dozen or two that will leave them talking about it for weeks. Hold on. We'll take your order in mere moments. I That makes me want to, that definitely <laughs> makes me want to check the place out. I, I'm in hypoglycemic <laughs> shock right now just from listening to that. So, so I have to explain. Crave Cupcakes here in Alberta is, uh, they are, you know, heads and shoulders above most other bakeries. Um, just because they're, yeah, everything that is said in that segment is true. They are premium cupcakes. So, you know, they could have taken the stance of a lot of other bakeries saying, we do this, we do pies, we do cakes, uh, place your orders by this time if you want. It, it could be factual, it could be dry, or it could be way over the top, which is what Crave did. And I, I actually asked them, is it too much? Am I doing too much? Is it too oversold? Is it too sexy? Is it too languid? And they said, no, 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 this is what we want. So. This is a premium product and the caller needs to go, oh, yes, I have called the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely think that. Yes. I think, I think, I think if, I, if I heard that IVR, I'd be like, does Allison come with the cupcakes? <laughs> <laughs> I will hand deliver them to you, Graham. Three, oh, my gosh. Three cupcakes with Allison. <laughs> That's inappropriate. That's HR alert. HR alert. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, that goes back to the point of reassuring the caller that they have made the right choice in calling that business. Um, yeah, again, they could have played it safe and gone straight down the line, but they decided to um, 
just go for it. And I was happy to go there with them. <laughs> yeah, it was very... Um... <laughs> Over the top, let's just say that. <laughs> it's over the top like Graham, yeah. Sorry, I'm, play I'm, yeah. Play I'm playing the TV adverts in my mind. It's not going the right direction. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, you know, there was um, a dermatology clinic that took not quite that far, but they definitely played up the idea of, you know, people who were calling in were most likely female uh, middle-aged or a little bit older, looking for a little bit of a rejuvenation. And so they they took almost that same stance, which is, yep, you deserve this. You deserve a break. Uh, this is not, uh, you know, a, a very, uh, this is not something that you're going to really indulge. This is something you deserve and you've called the right place. And I actually had a colleague of mine, a male colleague with a very gruff voice, he recorded that segment for his demo because I thought, wouldn't that be even more effective if you had this guy that normally voices those tractor pull commercials, like he's got that kind of voice saying, oh, girl, come on, this is time for you to treat yourself to some, you know, resurfacing or Botox or whatever. It was very unexpected and I think extremely effective for him to voice that. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds perfect. So with all of that said, what are some of the common mistakes that small businesses make when they are launching a phone system presence? Yeah. What, are the, what are the things that we want them to avoid? Okay. So we've touched on a few of them. So too many options. So you need to decide what are the, the top five reasons that people would call into your company and put those in priority sequence that's really important so if you're offering if you're an IT company offering support especially after hours perhaps people with an emergent IT disaster situation should be able to choose option 1 and go straight to an agent or you know straight to a ticket queue assignment system so make sure that they're in priority sequence um i i did voice an IVR for a cardiology clinic in Florida, and they had 12 options, which was way too many. And the very last one was, if this is a medical emergency, hang up and dial 911. And I thought, oh my gosh, no, let's make sure that if somebody's called their- That was the last know, one. The very <laughs> last option. So yeah, <laughs> if, it's, if it's a medical office that you're designing the IVR for, and there's a chance that somebody might be in medical distress, always have that 911 reminder right off the top. But really any industry, try to figure out what are the, yeah, the top five reasons, put those in priority sequence, always make sure that they have an out to talk to a live person. So there is a chance that those five options will not address what they're calling in about. Or another huge mistake is that the options sound too similar. Robin, have you ever called into a company and gone, well, um, what I'm calling in is a little bit about option one, but it's sort of option two as well. What do I do? What do I choose? And if you choose wrong, what if you end up at the bottom of the queue and you have to start all over again? So make sure that your options are limited to five. Make sure they're in priority. Make sure they don't sound too similar. And make sure that they always have the option to get to a live operator and make that the very last one. If none of these options work for you, press zero for live help, that kind of thing. Um, those would be like the, the basic wiring mistakes that a lot of people make. But of course, 
We've already addressed perhaps not getting a staffer to do it. I think you should hire an actual live person to voice it and not AI, which is, uh, you know, I think it just sounds more genuine. And um, I think people always know when they're talking to a bot as opposed to a human. Yep. <laughs> and and a lot of us get frustrated because the bots really can't have that conversation. Right. Exactly. Yesterday, I had the experience of calling my bank and it was an automated uh, receptionist. And he said, please tell me why you're calling. And I said in the clearest voice I know how, because that's kind of how I make my living. Uh, and a short enough answer, I thought I told him what I was calling in about. He said, hmm. I still don't know what you're calling in about. Can you try again? And I just thought, wow, this is not a time saver. And this is this is actually really frustrating, especially when he can't understand me, a voice talent who speaks for a living. Very frustrating. Yes. If you can't get through, if you can't make it understand, who else has a choice, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I had... I had an experience where I was uh, ordering flowers for a client of mine in the U.S. and I encountered automated me. So they were using a text-to-speech that I had voiced for this flower ordering system. And so automated Allison said, tell me the city you'd like to send the flowers to. And in the clearest voice, I knew how. I said, uh, uh, Chicago. And then automated Allison said, okay, I think you said Detroit. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, that's not actually what I said at all. Dumb Allison. Yeah. <laughs> you ever, do you, do you ever oh. get the sense that some companies are training their AI for free uh, with, with their customers, using their customers <laughs> to train their AI? Quite possibly. <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely, quite possibly. But you know, Robin, I also wanted to add, and this sort of dovetails with a lot of the sound files that we've played, is that maybe the number one mistake that a lot of smaller companies make, just out of fear of offending or excluding people, they really, really play it safe. And, you know, if we've learned anything today, it's there are some companies that have really not played it safe. And in my estimation, I think they only stand to benefit from taking the road less traveled and and being the funny colonoscopy clinic or the, uh, you know, really going for the full-on sensual bakery sound, you know, what's the harm in just pushing the envelope and, and taking it far? I, I think it's refreshing. Well, let's try one more example of that, shall we? Let me find it right here. Okay, here we go. Your child's out-of-control, antisocial behavior may be bewildering to you. But here at Child Psychology Associates, we understand the autism spectrum and can recommend strategies for your whole family on how to handle this diagnosis. Your child's world is overwhelming, even painful at times. Through our one-on-one -on -one therapy with your child and group counseling with your entire family, we can help to educate everyone in your child's circle and provide strategies for a happier, well-modulated life. One of our intake experts will be with you right away. You know, when I hear that, I hear that they're very professional, but they're still down to earth. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, you know, it's going to be parents calling in and they're extremely concerned about their children's behavior. Um, I might have, uh, in retrospect, when I hear that, I might have tried maybe, <clears throat> pardon me, a bit more of a perhaps more business-like stance, but yet I, I think compassion and that that whole thing about how we understand that this is a, a strange thing to navigate and we see it all the time. It's much like the colonoscopy clinic saying, there's really nothing you could say to us that would shock us. We've seen it all. It's that same uh, stance of you've called the right place and we know what you're going through and someone is going to help you uh, soon. Yeah. So again, that gets back to a company being really clear about the messaging that they want to convey and who their audience is. It's the same rules as advertising. Yeah. I would think that it would make a difference, right? So if you're calling around and you've maybe made, you know, you've probably made a lot of calls if you're looking for the right place. And correct. Yeah. Kind of even, even, even if, so if it's subconscious, it may be what tips you over the edge to say, let's try this one. You know, that's. That's actually a really great point because especially, I mean, think about if you're shopping for insurance, uh, you haven't just called one company, you've probably called many. And I like your uh, idea of maybe acknowledging that the client has called a few people before you and you could maybe even play into that and say, we know that searching for an insurance provider can be exhausting. We think we offer something a little bit different than everyone else. I love that idea of playing up the idea that this is not their first phone call. What else would you want to recommend to a small business to think about when they are thinking about their IBR, their phone system, voicemail? Um, the biggest takeaway um that I would say to small business owners contemplating having their phone system done professionally is that uh, just because you're a small business doesn't mean that you can't sound legitimate. And uh, the image that you project through all avenues of branding, whether that's the website, your social media presence, even printed materials. And yes, your phone system is another branch of that whole branding message. Small doesn't mean that you can't sound legitimate. And uh, in fact, it's to your benefit to do something that makes you sound credible, that makes you sound that you're in business for the long term, that you are a competitor in your industry. And above everything else, you understand the caller and why they called in. And you have the absolute solution that the caller needs. And that that's that crosses all, all sectors and all industries. Doesn't matter what kind of company you run, your phone system can convey a messaging of understanding, empathy, and that there's a relationship being built over the phone line. So, so Alison, I know this is going to be, I know it's going to be an it depends answer, but um, as a person who owns a pieces of a couple of small businesses and has a bunch of them in our family, somebody's going to say, so what does this cost? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Um, the, the short answer is a great deal less than people think. So my rates are pretty transparent on my website, which is the IVRvoice.com. Um, I have uh, priced it according to 
segments because what I've found is a lot of companies, especially small businesses, really only need a short opening greeting or if they need changes in the future, it's usually just a, a small tweaking of something like a phone tree that says for Graham, press extension 102. Sometimes those extensions change when people change positions or leave the company. So I've, I've priced it according to a minimum of up to 50 words is a certain price. And then it goes upwards depending on how many more words you need. <clears throat> Pardon me. So it's priced to up to 50 words and then 51 to 100, then 101 to 200, 201 to 350 words. Anything over that is charged hourly, but it's uh, it's affordable and it's probably something that's well worth having a professional in your back pocket to make these changes rather than have an outdated aspect to your phone system. There was uh, an insurance company in Florida that I redid their system and we went through his existing IVR and I said, well, what about this service? He said, oh, we haven't offered that for years. And yet it was up on his phone system uh, and it, giving the wrong impression that they offer that. So it's important to keep it current and up to date. And uh, if you have a pro like myself, changes can be made usually the same day to your phone system. And it's, it's, um, it's kind of a no brainer, but um, yeah, it's one of those things that it's really not that expensive or complicated to have done properly. Do you also include consultation with that? It sounds like you are quite involved, like we discussed before with actually writing the script. Uh, yeah, it is. If those uh, clients who are really stuck um, in the whole writing process, they're not too sure how to write this thing. And I understand it can be kind of daunting going, oh, we need to update our phone system, but I have no idea what to do. Definitely, I do bundle in consultation and writing as well. It, typically, though, I'm a little downstream in the process. So by the time people contact me, they usually do have a script already written. But in case they don't, I do definitely offer script writing and consultation. It's amazing how many people actually ask me to call into their existing system and give them recommendations about things that I think should be changed. And almost always, it's too many options and the options that sound too much alike. So yes, it is kind of a full service thing. In addition, I also offer on hold messaging. So a lot of those segments you played were actually from on hold segments. So full writing, voicing and mixing royalty free music behind the on hold segments. So yeah, that time on hold is definitely, yeah, it's, it's time that could be spent informing the customer about aspects of the company they may not know about and you know, it can be a little bit of an opportunity for the company to brag and say, by the way, we do something nobody else in our industry does. We do this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, a good use of an on-hold system can be a very valuable thing. So do most people contact you through your website? They absolutely do. Yeah. So they can go to the IVRvoice.com or they can message me directly at Allison at the IVRvoice.com. I'm happy to say I do get a whole lot of referrals um, from companies who are happy with what I've done. Uh, social media seems to uh, be a nebulous black art, but it does seem to drive traffic to my website as well. So I try to add content in the form of short videos that give uh, tips and tricks about how to write good IVRs. And 
Uh, I talk about things that drive people crazy about phone systems. So um, on Instagram or Twitter, you can see a lot of my content as well. Um, and I do blog a lot about writing better phone systems that don't drive people crazy. So uh, I do enjoy the, the writing aspect as well. Graham, do you have any other questions or anything? No, I think it's been superb. As I say, it's 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 something that, you know, arguably was was kind of front and center to every business person's thinking 25, 30 years ago. And the fact that it's not front and center today probably makes it much more impactful because I would think what you get is a that perfect response of surprise, delight, empathy, potentially, you know, decompression, relaxation. You talked about the autism thing. You talk about colonoscopies. There's kind of a, you know, a nervousness in that call. And I think um, anything that anything that businesses can do to be in a kind of brutal way more connected than the guy down the street, right? Which is literally what it comes down to. Yeah. And And it wouldn't surprise me if you probably have a lot of anecdotes where, you know, you've got customers of your customers are basically calling their friends and saying, Hey, <laughs> have you called into this number? <laughs> I know I would. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, exactly. That's, that's, yeah. that's word of mouth and that's gold, right? I mean, for a small business, Absolutely. word of mouth, empathy, relationship, feeling like you understand me as a customer is, is really the, the kind of the gold dust of the modern, modern revolution. And you pointed people spend the time well on their put. website, but they don't necessarily spend their time on the little things. And I think increasingly it's the little things that really make the difference. So I, I think it's amazing. Absolutely. Oh, gold dust. I'm going to use that. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you, Allison. We've really enjoyed having you here and talking with you. So it's been awesome. And yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Let's go get some cupcakes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go get, go get some cupcakes and then call Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send some down to you. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, let us know what you think. Is an IVR an, a more important feature in your business now? After having heard this, we'd love to hear back from you. So thank you all, and we'll talk to you soon. In the meantime, do CX right. And do it right now. Bye.